0: Welcome back to the next episode of Pop Topic. We're here to discuss all of the latest news for the first week of October 2022. To help break down all the latest film news, we have Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, It's been a pretty good, you know, we took an extra week off to wait until Blonde and Don't Worry Darling were out for us to watch and discuss today. So, you know, I had an extra week to relax and not actually podcast, so it's it's been a pretty good week. Uh, We had the Edmonton International Film Festival, so I saw four films from that. So that was a really good time. And then last weekend, actually, I hosted a poker night with eight of my coworkers. So we had nine of us there, $20 buy-in. Second place gets their money back. First place gets the rest of the pot. Uh, and then, so my wife got second place and I got first place. So it literally just no looked, like we, so it looked like we just, like, stole from all of our co-workers. Like, none of them made any money. So, uh, you know, way I you feel kind of bad, but it was, it was awesome.
1: Yeah, way, way to hustle your friends. <laughs>
0: yeah, it really looks like I hustled them. Um, but I was playing from behind for most of it, because very early on, uh, one of my friends went all in and he didn't know anything about poker. So I thought, all right, easy money, because I had a uh, flush with an ace hide. For that suit. I was like, oh, this is an easy win. So I went all in. Luckily, he had less than me, so when he had his full house, he took all of my money, uh, and so I thought <laughs> I was fucked, but I had to go all in, like, four times after that to, like, catch back up to everybody. Damn. Yeah, so I was, like, oh, playing from behind pretty early on. Uh, so, yeah, you know, uh, it was, it's been a pretty good week and a half. I, I've been sick. I feel like I've gotten a lot better, but, you know, I'm, I'm still a little under the weather, but, you know, uh, it's a price to pay for uh,
1: the 160 bucks I made last weekend. What yeah. about you, Trist? Pretty good. Yeah, we took this actual week off, so we had time to watch uh, both Blonde and Don't Worry Darling uh, in time for this podcast. But thanks to my own poor time management skills, as of this morning, I hadn't watched either of those movies. <laughs> so I had a very weird double feature uh, early this morning, and now I'm ready, ready to podcast. I'm talking about these two um, new movies. That's one thing I can say about both of them. They're both new movies yeah uh, and came out recently and both of them have served a lot of buzz probably two of the more buzzy films this year and a year full of fairly buzzy films so i'm pretty excited to about both of these yeah a lot of buzz for these movies coming
0: out although i will say now that these movies are out like it kind of just died with the whimper nobody's talking about like oh wow these movies are a disaster or these are terrible they've already moved on to like smile i feel like smile is getting a lot of attention and love over the last week or so that
1: and i think what we're seeing a lot and i think this weekend and these two movies coming out this week is a good example of that the press for a movie is oftentimes more newsworthy than the movie itself nowadays you know the lead-up to a film the trailer reveals the poster reveals the you know the, the hoopla and talk about the movie typically get a lot more attention and news stories than the actual release of the film does you know unless it's a massive flop or failure or something like that or success that people just didn't see coming but. A lot of times when the movies come out, that's kind of the end of the news cycle rather than the beginning, which is kind of the obsolete. Yeah,
0: that really does seem to be the case with, you know, at least modern films. I feel like the last few years, that's definitely kind of been how it's been set up. They kind of build it all up, and as soon as it's out, you know, it already crashes down. Everyone everyone just
1: forgets and moves on to whatever. What's what's coming out next? What's coming out next? You have to be excited for something. You can't just never enjoy something that's already here.
0: Yeah, I would say the exception would probably be Probably Top franchise them. films like MCU or something like uh, you know when like a week well, comes no, out they talk about oh, the wow.
1: more more news and stuff when they come out sure because they're bigger films but they also have a lot more news leading up to them that's every true. small tidbit of information needs to be revealed and have a whole big you know articles and tweets all about it you know the runtime of a film are getting articles written about it it's the freaking runtime of a film that's on news no one cares you know what I mean every casting choice every every reshoot more and more articles every time anything happens in these movies. So sure the the, re- the releases are a little more big and buzzy and newsworthy, but so are the re- you know the lead up as well.
0: Yeah. Like it is just funny that Thor Love and Thunder had like weeks of news of oh my god, it's it's like a 50%. This is the end of the MCU. What a terrible score. And both films that we are discussing, Don't Worry Darling and Blonde have worse scores, but like nobody really cares because it's not the MCU. Exactly. Like,
1: They're also both <laughs> worse movies.
0: That's neither here nor there. Uh, uh, well, you know, uh, I, I might disagree, but I think I can disagree on it. Yeah. I might
1: disagree about one of them.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is funny that like if Thor or Love It Thunder actually got the Rotten Tomato scores of one of these two movies, then it might actually be really bad news for the MCU. Uh, so it con- you know, in comparison, MCU's pretty good. I <laughs> Like. It's not dying, unlike these two movies, which really are getting no buzz and getting no love right now from either
1: critics or audiences.
0: I don't really think this is a movie for anybody.
1: No. So, you want to dive in with your thoughts? Which one do we want to talk about first, Blonde or Don't Worry, Darling? Up to you. Which one did you watch first this morning? Well, we'll go over order. I watched of... Blonde first. Which okay, one did you right.
0: watch first? Well, we'll discuss Blonde first. Even though I guess Don't Worry, Darling did release first, it was actually the one I think we both watched last because I also saw Blonde first. So yeah, we'll just do it in the order that we actually saw it. Blonde, which was my most anticipated film of 2022, which, you know, I famously always pick a movie that I always think ends on a whimper for me. Last year was Last Night in Soho. This one is this, you know, it's Blonde, and, you know, probably ends on a whimper as well for me. Uh, But as a whole, I still kind of like it. And this is kind of a little foreshadow futurist. I actually think I'm way higher on these two movies than most people. I think they are both fine, almost on the verge of kind of entertaining.
1: I don't think these are terrible movies. Um, I will save my opinions for Don't Worry Darling (laughs) when we get there. Uh, But for Blonde, I completely disagree with you. I really don't. I, I, I very much do not like this film. I think this is a, a, uh, I like things I like about this movie. Very first and foremost, have to. Anna De Armas, the freaking phenomenal in this movie. I thought she crushed it as Marilyn Monroe. Uh, I thought she did a really great job. And overall performances, acting performances in this movie, I thought were fairly, fairly well done. I thought they were pretty solid performances overall. But it really does focus on one central character of Anna De Armas playing Marilyn Monroe, and she absolutely crushed it. She was the, the beaten soul of the film. She, she was easily the best parts for me uh, were, were her performance. Things I absolutely hated about the film was pretty much everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was dreadfully boring, really slow, super choppy, jumped all over the place. The editing got nauseating at certain times. The freaking focus on the, the cinematography, the zoom-ins and the cuts and the panaways are so long and slow and boring. And there were so many of them. And they didn't serve a purpose. And that's probably what pissed me off the most. They felt unnecessary almost all the time. And I did not like any of them
0: yeah i think we're kind of on the same wavelength here because i think the performances are really great monroe by anadarmis is really really good like honestly it's one of the best performances of the year i I hope it gets a nomination it definitely will will. not (laughs) it will not
1: but she she did no fault of her own she did everything yeah
0: it's obviously mostly just at the fault of the movie but i think yeah i I think she was incredible i also really liked i forget the character's name but the 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 athletes that plays her second husband i thought his performance even though he's not in it for a whole lot i thought he was really good too, that her, was that really
1: too to her first husband her first husband was the athlete wasn't it right yeah i didn't
0: know she technically got married to one of the two i uh, don't think so no guys. at least okay. not
1: in the movie but this is part of the thing i didn't like 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 they really sort of just jumped from like one relationship then jumped to the next relationship But really showing how they broke up and how they met too much they kind of really quickly rushed through that I do yeah. feel like if you don't already have a decent understanding of Marilyn Monroe's story and her life, which I don't, unfortunately, um, you're going to be pretty lost and trying to play catch up a lot of the time this film. And I don't want things to be spoon fed to me, particularly not in biopics with famous people who should know at least cursory knowledge about. But it does feel like they're, they're they're assuming the audience either has lots of knowledge of Marilyn Monroe or is okay with doing lots of guesswork in order to fill in half the story they just don't tell you.
0: Yeah. Well, as you know, Tristan, I. See no a huge Monroe binge a few months ago. Yeah, well I did a
1: binge on the movies, but I never watched any documentaries. Right. I don't really want to. I do plan on going back and watching a Netflix documentary that they released a couple months ago. And maybe Netflix did that in as sort of like homework a prerequisite to watch this blonde movie. I didn't get that memo, so I, I was saving to watch that until <laughs> after I watched the blonde movie. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. that was a, a mistake on both the you know the creator of this film. Like you, you shouldn't assume people have, particularly when the person the movie's about died. 30, 40 years before I was even born. I mean, like, you can't really expect me to know too much about their life story. Uh, you know, I was, I was really trying to put pieces together. And I was really paying attention to the film and watching the film and trying to figure out what the hell was going on for a lot of it. It wasn't, like, super difficult to catch up, but yeah. it felt it was more annoying than it needed to be.
0: Yeah, I think I, I did see the Netflix documentary. And I do think that helped me a lot because... I knew of each relationship, and so when it jumped to each one, I just went, oh, okay, I guess we're just diving headfirst into this one now. I didn't know she like, ever got go.
1: married, let alone had several marriages. I truly <laughs> didn't know. Like, I assumed she did, but I didn't know. I do not know who she married. Um, I do not know what, that she had any abortions, let alone I believe she had two abortions,
0: right? I believe so. To be fair, the abortion part is something that was not mentioned in the documentary because I don't think it's is the that- abortion
1: part yeah. real, or was it all made up?
0: I don't know, and it never seemed like
1: that major— of a, and it, it was is, yeah. the entire focus of this movie this movie was it didn't just tell it didn't tell the story of marilyn monroe's life it told the story of her two abortions like what led up to them what happened after them, what led up to the next one like that was the entire story half of the movie was zooming in on a fetus yeah <laughs> like it was ridiculous
0: yeah i've seen a lot about marilyn monroe I watched a few documentaries i've seen all of her major filmography but i didn't know about the abortions it, that might be a major so that thing is about her. Believe that
1: this is part <laughs> okay. of the made-up parts, or, or or no? Maybe. Uh, you know. this is why you can't just be making up parts about real people and put them into a biopic. That half of it's real things that happened. She did get married to these men. She did have relationships with these people, right? And then the other half is bullcrap. And you're you're just assuming the audience will figure that out and pick up the pieces together. Like that's that's not storytelling. You're just making bullcrap up about a dead woman <laughs> for no reason.
0: Yeah, uh, we did briefly discuss that at the end of last podcast. And yeah, that
1: was before we watched yeah. the movie, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We could definitely That
1: was important it, like now. now you, as you just said, watch every movie in her filmography. You have to watch at least one, possibly even more documentaries about Marilyn Monroe. You are as well-versed on Marilyn Monroe as any average person can be assumed to be, right? Unless you're taking classes on Marilyn Monroe or film history, you really shouldn't be expected to know any more than you currently know. And even you have no idea which parts of this movie are real and which parts of this movie are false. And that's bad storytelling. That's yeah. bad cinema. They did uh, a yeah. bad job.
0: I think the director was very into his own mind here. He was very much into telling whatever story he wants to tell. And I've always been the defender, as we discussed last podcast. Uh, I did, I'm, I'm not coming into this like watching a documentary. If I wanted to see that, I could have saw the Marilyn Monroe documentary. On I agree heart. with you
1: completely. I 100% yeah. agree with you there.
0: But I do think that... Uh, And so I don't have an issue with adding some things to the story to make it more cinematic. Like obviously, I thought that shot of when she's having sex with the in that threesome, and then it transitions to the Niagara Falls. I think that shot is one of the craziest and coolest shots ever. And obviously, uh, when she like, did, 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 did they need to show her having sex? Not necessarily, but it was such a cinematic moment in the movie that I thought it was phenomenal. So there's things like that. That he could take out of her life and twist it into a way to make the film cinematic, to maybe tell a story he's trying to portray. I don't have an issue with that, as we discussed last podcast. Yeah, Justin, but, that's, but that my, transition,
1: yeah. you know, that stylized edit. Right. That's not making anything up, though. She was in Niagara, and she did have, or I assume she did, have sex with that guy. We know she didn't have sex with that guy on top of the Niagara Falls. That was just a very stylistically edited in thing that you know your audience isn't gonna be confused by or or misconstrue things from. That's very clearly a stylistic edit. That was a style choice. That's awesome. Like the several abortions that were very, you know, plot heavy, very much the entire plot focused on. Or not entire plot, but large sections of the plot did focus on. That no one unless I go home and do a bunch of research on Melan Monroe, I'll have no idea if it's true or not.
0: A uh, quick aside on the waterfall, though, Tristan. I think that shot is so great because one, it's such a Hitchcockian transition. He does whenever his character is about to have sex, he does some kind of like waterfall or train going into a tunnel. He does like these little transitions to like wink at us. And it's very corny and hilarious, and of course, it's a transition to her film, which is the most similar to a Hitchcockian film that everyone compares in Niagara. I thought that that was fun to play onto the Hitchcockian style with that transition. So you know. Why don't you give a shout-out to that? Because that's my favorite shout out I think movie.
1: the transition and the editing were real hit-or-miss. Some of yeah. them, like that one, I thought worked pretty well. And pretty yeah, pretty good. really and Other ones I thought were just awful and felt really, like, 2003, like, YouTube-esque. It just didn't come off very well at all for yeah. me. My biggest um, issue
0: with the editing and cinematography, because for the most part, I do think it's incredible. I think it's the... Aside sort of I don't. I, of I think it's
1: mediocre at best. I okay. don't really do. It. Okay. This okay. is someone who's I, trying really, think... really hard to make it look artsy-fartsy, but but lacks any of the actual substance. It's all flat.
0: Okay, that is fair. Uh, but yeah, aside from Andrei I think the cinematography is my favorite. But I don't like the constant change from color to black and white. I think that was so mishandled. At first, I thought, oh, okay, this is really great. The color is when it's like about Norman Jean, and the black and white is when it's about Marilyn Monroe because she doesn't feel. Like, she's lively. Like, she, she loses the color in herself. I thought that that was what he was going for for the first 30 minutes. And then I kind of quickly realized, okay, no, this doesn't make sense with my theory at all. I have no fucking clue what this guy's doing with the black and white in color. Like, it felt so weird. It felt like he literally just looked at his scene and he just went,
1: hmm,
0: yeah, this one looks better in black and white. I'll just do that for this scene. Like, Oh, no, yeah, it was super <laughs> random. I don't believe there was any rhyme or reason for it. Was it was so random. I did look up afterwards what the reasoning was behind it and he said that the black and white scenes is if there is a photo that he saw of Marilyn monroe uh that he wanted to make look exactly like it uh, he made that scene black and white based off of whatever photo of that scene is from so that's if there's a black and white scene one shot in that scene is from a photo and that's why he did that not really worth it yeah. but th- th- that is his You're reason. bullcrap <laughs> yeah are okay. dumb it was so bad. I, I really think that Norma Jean in color would have been so clever. Uh, but he, I don't know. There's a lot of directing choices in this that is a huge miss. That being one of them, that the would have been awesome players.
1: because the entire second half of the movie would have been black and white,
0: right? Uh, well, yeah. Well, except, but that's what it would have been so great, Tristan. If, like, no, that would have uh, been awesome. That would have been way better. Most of it would have been black and white by the last half, except for, like, if she had, like, one moment near the end where she kind of reflected on who she was as a human being before being Marilyn Monroe and now was in color, like it would have just felt so powerful at the end of
1: the movie. But you see, that would be a amusing cinematography and editing technique as a way to push a story along and to help relay information to the audience rather than just random throwing shit on a screen and make it look (laughs) artsy to make you seem thematic. You know what I mean? Like like, there was no real substance. It was shallow. There was no depth there at all. None of it meant anything. It was all smoke and mirrors. And it was all bullcrap. And I didn't like it. Yeah, he really could have used that as a strong theme in the movie, but unfortunately, he didn't. That's uh, what this movie needed strong themes besides just yeah. being pro life.
0: My biggest issue of the movie, which you've mentioned a few times, is the abortion storyline and the yeah. entire focus on that as her character. That arc. was the storyline. That was the majority of the plot. It was very frustrating when they had. It, basically, when the baby fetus was talking to her it kind of took me out like okay this is like telling an agenda that is not what meryl monroe is known for at that no. point it wasn't really about monroe at all like i no. i'm okay with not t- giving me a documentary style of her life i i am okay with creative decisions making it horror style maybe showing a rougher side of her life i don't have any issues with that even though most people do but when you start having a fetus
1: talking to her This is like an anti-abortion film. Like This isn't a Monroe film. It was was very very pro-life. The entire and really the only theme in the film um, was pro-choice and how Marilyn Monroe's life wasn't destroyed by shitty Hollywood execs, you know, abusing her in a horrible, you know, patriarchal system that was meant and designed to push women down in the film industry. Instead, this was a story about how her life was destroyed because she chose to have an abortion. Uh, an abortion that she didn't even want, at least according to the movie, once again, no idea what parts of this are true or not. An abortion she didn't even want, but was forced and pressured to have against her own will, which is the exact opposite of what the argument for pro-choice is, hence the pro-choice part of that argument. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like that's just not, it makes no sense. And it, you're, you're making up a story about a dead woman to push your own personal beliefs on on an audience that no, don't even know whether or not she actually felt this way about, you know, you're implying that Marilyn Monroe regretted having abortions or implying that she wished that she, she was more, you know, traditional Catholic and have a traditional, you know, family life rather than the life she did live, which we don't know if that's true or not. You're just telling us it is. And I don't fucking believe you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, A lot of odd choices. I was really hoping the film, I don't know, maybe kind of Spencer-esque where she had this big in my own individual purse at the end of the movie. I was kind of hoping for Monroe because I looked up her filmography. It just made so much sense to end the movie on her leaving the contracted studio and starting up her own studio. And yeah, then, and exactly. That's it. But they never
1: acknowledged that once. Yeah, it, the, only ever, the only scene that I really ever saw her fight, uh, you know, try to fight the system that she was in which, as a person, I knew no, that she did try quite a bit. Was when she was complaining that the other guy was going to make hundred thousand dollars off this film, and she was going to make her standard five hundred dollars yeah. a week, which is somewhere around the park of five thousand. And she's the star; she's the blonde, and gentlemen prefer blondes. And yeah. she can just around yeah. five thousand—that's ridiculous. And that was the only scene. And when that happened, that was like what, about a third of the way into the film. Like, yeah. okay, now we're getting into what I care about, right? You yeah, know, the, the, the you know the Hollywood politics, the antics. Her fighting against the system, right? Her trying to become a, you know, a strong woman in, in, a, in a horrible film studio system that just didn't work for her at the time. And no, they they did that and they immediately cut back to more, you know, sex scenes and, 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 and a fetus talking. She got pregnant twice throughout the course of this two hour and 45 minute film, but they spent at least 20 to 30 minutes zooming in on a fetus.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree with you. I really loved that scene and I did. Think and was definitely hoping that that was kind of the trajectory that this movie was. Yeah, to I'm like, going all to right.
1: right, finally we're introducing yeah. the real plot. Nope, that was the only scene in the whole film. Yeah, it just made sense that
0: the movie is about the studios and just the general audience and public sexualizing her and not seeing her as her own individual person. And she ends the movie having her own studio, like she has these things that. She is defining and representing actresses in that decade, which was, you know, uh, most people didn't really have as much of a voice there in Hollywood. It just made so much sense uh, for the end of the movie. I really thought we were going to kind of end with that look at me now moment like Spencer. You know, that's what I was hoping for. But it really was just a horror style similar to Spencer, I guess, in that way, but mostly just being a total drag for two hours and 45 minutes. And it really was slow. Like, you know, as much as I love Monroe too, Tristan, I was stoked for this movie.
1: I was sitting there going,
0: oh my God. Like,
1: I wanted me. to really like this movie. Yeah. And I'm sure if you go back to old podcast episodes when we first talk about the announcement for this blonde movie and Marilyn Monroe biopic being made, I was very excited for a Marilyn Monroe biopic. At the time, I hadn't watched any Marilyn Monroe films, uh, but I was excited to do a deep dive into her cinematography, which we did this summer with the, the movie Madness podcast and stuff. And I was looking forward to this one. And then I heard that they're making half of it up. And then I heard that the movie overall kind of sucked. And then I watched it. And I was still disappointed. Yeah. This thing was just bad. Beside Ana de Armas' performance, I don't think there's a single other good thing I can say about this film. I think everything else freaking sucked. I, I think it was awful. I didn't like the plot. I hated the editing. The runtime was too long. It was too slow. None of it made any sense. There were no real themes or real messaging besides just pro-life, pro, pro life, I guess, is the only theme of messaging I could find in there. which if you're pro-life that's fine i disagree with you but it's fine all right don't go making up an entire story about a dead woman to push your agenda on me all right that's not what i'm here for i don't care for that also this movie didn't need to be nc-17 There was only one scene in the whole film that was nc-17 and it wasn't necessary
0: yeah when i heard it was nc-17 i heard netflix saw it i was like oh my god this is disgusting please edit this i thought oh my god this has to be, like, the most graphic, most insane movie ever. And yeah. it, 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 I it mean,
1: was... Honor the Armist was topless for half the film because um, this is a movie promoting women in film. <laughs> uh, but then a, uh, the only other scene was when she gave JFK a blowjob, a spoiler alert, I guess, um, which that scene was unrelevant. JFK was introduced for that one scene just so we can watch Honor the Armist pretend to give him a blowjob, immediately cut away later, never go back. Yeah. Never relevant again. Crazy my
0: scene though, Mike. I, I like. Could, I was covering my eyes during some,
1: but it, it was fucking brutal. I thought it was just dumb. It was <laughs> just stupid. Like I didn't hate it. I, yeah. I felt nothing but apathy. All I wished was that it would be over.
0: <laughs> At that point, it, you know, it was already two hours plus in. Just just sitting there, like, oh my god, is this over? <laughs> no, yeah.
1: it, it was a little. More, it was more in the middle. I think it was probably like dab in the middle of the film. I think.
0: No, no, no it was definitely near yeah, the end. JFK was one of the very last.
1: Moments in her life. I don't know, man. There's still, still like an abortion and a half to go at that point. I think. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, that doesn't have like part one, part two, part three at all. It blends in a little more than that. It's just like abortion one, abortion two, abortion three. Really.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how this
1: movie sort of segment Yeah. Uh, and a good way to track it is also uh,
0: what movie is she currently at filming? Since I watched them by the movies, that was a good way for me to. Yeah, see,
1: so that. that's what I was trying to keep up on. Um. And I did a decent job. I think that's really the only way I could have gauged yeah. where they were. Like um, When they got to
0: something like a hour you're like, oh, okay, gotcha. There's like an hour left of this thing. We're almost done. Yeah. Although I tried to pick all the films I thought they would have been referencing in the film for the movie Madness, and I didn't pick Don't Bother to Knock. And that was one of the biggest... Kind of That was one of the main films that they were referencing during it. So, you know, I probably should have picked that one. Uh, it, it is a good movie. If you, you know, if you want to check out a Monroe film, Tristan, that, that one was really good. I do like it. And, and they actually made some good references in the film to that one. Uh, so, you know, there, there's some stuff in it that is good. But as a whole, I'm definitely higher on than you, Tristan. But uh, to say I'm really disappointed like is,
1: is an understatement. Really, really don't care for this one at all. In yeah. fact, this is probably a pretty good example of most things in film I really hate. Oh, yeah. and that's being too long too over edited, too stylistic with no substance. Look, if you want to be flashy and artsy fartsy, that's awesome I love that, but, but make sure the movie's about something, make sure it's meaningful make sure it's actually the real plot and a story right, don't, you can't do that in lieu of a plot and story because then it just, it's just two and a half hours to be looking at things flashing real fast on the screen, and then real slow on the screen, and then faster again and it's not entertaining, it's just boring and long and I wish it was up.
0: Alright, uh, anything else you want to say about Blonde Tristan before we move on to Don't Worry Darling? No, but I was going
1: to talk with Don't Worry Darling, because I like this one significantly better.
0: Okay, alright. Alright, on to Don't Worry Darling. Uh, and, and you like this one a lot, Tristan?
1: Oh, yeah. I thought Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling wasn't bad. Like, I get why people don't like it. It's not, like, a phenomenal film. It's not, you know, best of the year by any means. But, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. I, 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 most, I had a good time. I thought this one was fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, this one's on the same page as Blonde for me, where I... Overall, enjoyed it, but I definitely had some problems. <laughs> it's kind of on that same lane where I understand people don't like it. Uh, I don't think I'm one of them. I, I enjoyed Don't Worry, Darling. I would say the first two thirds I really liked, and then the last third really lost me. But as a whole, I, I just think it was a fun time. Uh, it was a good time in the movies. You know, It's got that 50s summer vibe. I liked it. It
1: was a good time. Yeah, no, I, that's, I thought this one was very fun. You can just kind of sit down and enjoy this one. I thought it was pretty cool. Lots of, you know, kind of weird things happening through the film. Uh, Florence Pugh, uh, incredible in this movie. I love her and everything she's in. I just yeah. like her a lot. Um, I thought she was very good in this. Uh, overall, I thought, overall, I thought most of the performances were really well done. I really like Chris Pine in this one a lot. I don't know the actor, unfortunately, but the guy who played the Doctor, I thought he was incredible. I really liked him. Um, the Doctor? Harry, St- pardon me? Sorry, the doctor? Yeah, the doctor.
0: Sorry. Uh, he was he only
1: was in like three scenes. Well, no he wasn't. He was a, he was like Chris Pine's sort of right-hand man, I guess. Like Chris Pine's number 2. His his wife? No, not the female doctor. No, the oh, one the one that, the one that came oh, to the sorry, house in the briefcase.
0: Uh, yeah, sorry. I I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, the like the guy that had the briefcase.
1: That whole scene with him yeah. in the house, uh, with Florence, He's you, great. Like, her trying to get information from him and him trying to find out what happened. That that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That one in the dinner scene. When they're at the dinner table together, well, they had, like, the dinner party, and they wedded, you know, a couple couples over to the house yes. for dinner party. Those two scenes were easily probably my, my favorite parts of the film. I thought the plot twist at the end, I enjoyed it. I can see why some people won't like it. Um, but I, I enjoyed overall the sort of plot twist happening. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but obviously this whole movie is kind of leading up to something. You know what I mean? You know something's going on from pretty early on. And they, uh, you know, little things here and there start building and building and building. And I thought the plot twist was fun. Um, But I think the big difference here between this one and Blonde is, like, if this one, if you sit down and you watch it, kick your feet up, it's not a bad time. It's a good ride. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. If you go over this one with, like, a fine-tuned cone, you can find a hundred little plot holes. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's a bunch (laughs) of plot holes throughout the film. It it can't be that hard to find. However, like, you have to go over Blonde with a fine-tuned comb in order to find the plot. And I think that's the big difference here.
0: Yeah, the the more I think about it, the more I don't like it. But... I just tried not to think about it because I I had a good time when I watched it. I think the first two thirds are really fun. I think Flores feel like you said is really fun. I think Chris Pine's pretty good. Uh, I thought
1: just, I, I thought it was be a little more important, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's Chris. It's just Chris Pine being Chris Pine. That's kind of what he does in every movie. I feel like, uh, and, and in this one, he's he's, he's doing okay. Uh, I, I liked him. Um, yeah, I know. like Chris Pine a lot. <laughs> so I thought he was really good. <laughs> it's a good movie. I guess I don't got that much to say about it. I, I you know. You kind of know which everything. one did you
1: like more blonde or or don't really dark.
0: I think I like blonde more, but they're pretty neck to
1: neck. Wrong pick. Like, I don't <laughs> like, I truly, besides honor to armist's performance, which I can't understate how it
0: right. was a great really
1: performance, really good. But there are lots, at least I'm sure, there are lots of other good movies that honor to armist absolutely kicks ass in that you can watch better than this one. Um, there's really no other reason than her, her great performance, uh, to watch this film, no other, no other reason to watch the movie at all. It, it sucks in every other measurable way. Don't worry, darling, was a fun time. Did, yeah. Does it have a silly plot twist at the end? Sure. Sure. But is it a fun, fun ride to get there? Absolutely. It's a good time. Stylistically fun. The editing was better than in in, in Blonde, because that was nauseating. Um, <laughs> at least everything made sense at the end. Uh, sure, you gotta, you know, ignore a couple plot holes here and there, but a uh, overall, real fun time. And Blonde was just a freaking drape. <laughs> Not only that, Don't Worry, Darling saves you 30 minutes, so if, if all else fails, at least you got that. That is true. Yeah, that's a good
0: point. It's got the extra 30 minutes on it, so... And
1: at least, like, Don't Worry, Darling had a real plot. Had a beginning, a middle, an end, characters, setting. Uh, Blonde didn't. Blonde just sucked.
0: No, I, I still like Blonde more, but, you know... I well, why not What's the
1: reason? It.
0: Well, I, I just think Lana de Armas, and most of the performances are really good. I know you're not a big fan of the cinematography, but I... I just thought The cinematography a was really
1: brutal. Nice. It was nauseating.
0: I, I, well, I, I really like the cinematography. Uh, you're right that the editing is very over the top. There's a few times where it's really good, but most of the time,
1: uh, you're Man, right. It's I remember the scene in Blonde when she goes to an insane asylum to see her mom, right? Yeah. Once again, no idea if her mom actually was in an insane asylum or if she ever visited her. Don't know what's real or what's not. So <laughs> they walk into an insane asylum, and you can tell the director, like, all right, how can we make people know this is an insane asylum? I know. They have a cut where they show the camera pan to a, just a big room with a bunch of women in straitjackets just standing there, just screaming their asses <laughs> off. Like there's a more stereotypical way to have it. How do we know people know this is an insane aside? Just have women in straitjackets just screaming for no reason. Just like a bunch of four women in a row just standing there, just screaming as loud as possible. And the camera pans and zooms right in like a, almost like a, a telescope zooms right in on just a circle around her mom's face. And then, and then it zooms back out. And it made no sense. None of that shot had to be there. We knew she was in an insane asylum. They told us earlier that she was in insane asylum. We knew she was visiting her mom. They told us earlier that she was going to go visit her mom. Why did we have to have this entire shot of the pain? the four women in stray jackets screaming their asses off and then zoom in on the mom's face just to zoom back out for no reason? The whole thing took two minutes. It didn't have to take two minutes. <laughs> I could have done 20 seconds. That's That'd probably why they have that. movies
0: two hours and 45 minutes. Each scene could have probably uh, cut I really do
1: believe if you were to cut down all the, the unnecessary establishing shots and wide panels and zoom outs and zoom in and the, the close-up of fetuses, you have about 35 minutes of a movie. Oh, and also cut out the sections. Cut out the sections as well. you got 35 minutes of a movie. Okay. Add all that back in as two hours and 45 minutes. No, thanks. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah. honestly,
1: you, I would love to see someone edit this movie down to just the actual plot point, right? Don't get me wrong. It'd be a real choppy movie, but so is the actual. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like it will be nothing. It'd be such a short movie. It'd be an episode of TV. Like, there was nothing else there. The script for this movie must have been, like, 30 pages long.
0: Blunt probably is the perfect example of style over substance. Uh, well, I, yeah, there's a few, other, there there's a few other There was nothing to examples. offer
1: except for oh, yeah. just flashy pans and, once again, honor to Armas does everything she could do. She... she she went out there a second to make a real movie and got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Anandar was really was going in thinking she's going to get a best actress win
1: here. She, she, deserved it. she did. She was hoping. She did a phenomenal. If I was her, I would be. She did <laughs> some of the best work of her, her career. Yeah. There's some phenomenal performance. And it was wasted on everyone else around her, which is not at their A game, unlike her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really is unfortunate. She's my favorite performance of the year so far, but yeah, that's all I'm going to get. Very good performance.
1: And this is, honestly, this is a year I think with a lot of great performances. And I thought she did great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, she did really good, but you know, Uh, win some, lose some. She'll, She'll get it next year when she does blonde too. Blonde too. Even blonder.
1: Even legally blonde.
0: Yeah. Dirty Blonde, you know, it'll be the... Ooh, yeah, I like that. the real NC-17 rating we've been looking for. Yeah,
1: Dirty Blonde. That would be a good name
0: for it. Honestly, they should have had him edit the movie, and keep it blonde, and then have the director's cut. It's just called Dirty Blonde.
1: Yeah, that would have been That would have been it. That would have been good. Yeah.
0: Best of both worlds. Yeah, anything else you really want to say about Don't Worry, Darling? Is there really anything else that
1: really needs to be said? Well, okay, so, I just remember, I, when I was walking into the film, right, I just remember... A couple random excerpts I read about uh, Olivia Wilde talking about this film. One of them say that this is the first movie where it's about the women come. You know what I mean? In all yep. other Hollywood films, the men always come. In this movie, the women come. Now that I've seen the movie, what the hell did she mean by that? <laughs> I, I have seen articles. Honestly, I don't really
0: know anything that Olivia Wilde means. And speaking of interviews, uh, we don't even want to touch Andrew Dominic's uh interviews with a 10 foot pole on his directing for blonde because that was questionable i don't know if you heard how does he
1: defend anything that happened in that movie how would he watch that and go yeah that's a good movie yeah like, that, as a director how do you put a film like that out i just don't get it
0: have you heard his interviews, Trust? no no okay well it'll make you hate the movie more honestly it really is one of those moments where i kind of have to just look at the film and appreciate you know the few things i like about it and, Quentin, you
1: shouldn't try this hard to like a movie. If the movie sucks. Just say it and the ignore
0: sucks. the director because the director is terrible. Like what the stuff he's saying about the movie and Marilyn Monroe is is atrocious. It's it's what's exalted. he saying? He's saying that when he was interviewed, they were asking him that his portrayal of gentlemen prefer blondes when they're talking about that movie. Uh, they they didn't think that it was you know the, the film is about like you know women empowerment and how they're kind of like mocking men stereotypes of the you know the females in the nineteen fifties. And they were talking to Dominic about Dominic was like, yeah, but like, it's just Monroe being a a dumb blonde in the movie, right? And they were like, well, not really. Have you seen the movie? And Dominic just went, no, I don't really want to watch stupid movies like that. Like, he hasn't seen the movies that Monroe is famous for. Even I've done that. This dude literally just looked at her and just went, "Ah, I'll tell my abortion movie with this. Like, he literally does not care about Monroe. He hasn't seen her film."
1: embarrassing
0: yeah, like, absolutely embarrassing
1: of, that man should never get a job again in Hollywood
0: it's kind of crazy like our little brother is 15 is that how, how old is he's 17 he?
1: nah, I, don't,
0: I, I don't know how old he is he's seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to his birthday parties our little brother's 17 and even he's seen more fucking Marilyn Monroe movies than this guy I
1: can't I couldn't believe it Look, I'll, well here's the thing our brother's 17 and I guarantee you he could direct a better film I guarantee you <laughs> He would have a better, he would do a better job at telling a story, a real, you know, an actual story than this guy could. This guy can't do it to save his life. That was embarrassing. That, what he put out, if he thought that was an actual good film, he should feel embarrassed. He can't do his job. Like, he gotta get a new job. He can't (laughs) do this.
0: (laughs) If it means anything, Tristan, uh, I'm pretty sure this is his last movie because his reaction to Netflix of refusing to change the movie, like, no studio wants to have a director.
1: Yeah, I'm when I first heard that he was taking the stand not changing his movie from Netflix, I'm like, yeah, good for you. Do that. You know, I I believe in an artist's vision. I do believe movies are art, and I believe in an artist's vision. And if you're passionate for a project, you're meaningful for a project, defend it. Don't let some production company tell you, you know, to change things. However, if the movie you're passionate about and the movie that you're trying hard to make and love project, passion about turns out like that, you just shouldn't be making movies. It's just not for you. Like it's just not the right job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And especially uh, like this is like your passion project, and like something you you're defending vehemently that you're not gonna you're not gonna bend.
0: Yeah,
1: and you yeah. haven't even watched the source material you based basing the movie. That's on. what I was
0: thinking. When he said it was a passion project, of course you know me. This was eight or so months ago. I was beating the drum. Let his movie come out. Like this dude just I really was, wants.
1: I 100% dude. was to. I always yeah. Would.
0: This dude wants to do a Monroe movie. I was like, this is gonna be so good if he really cares about Monroe. He clearly does. He's refusing to not. Ben, to his passion project, I was like, yeah, let's go. I'm Team Dominic. The, the dude hasn't even
1: seen her in movies. How is this a passion project for him? He didn't care about her it's at crazy. all. It's crazy. He didn't care less. He cared less about Marilyn Monroe than the other production studios that worked with Marilyn Monroe. Did. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it, his it's entire very movie apparent. About how they didn't give a shit about her. Yeah. yeah it, that, that's the
0: worst part about the film, really, especially during these interviews. It is very apparent. He did I don't not think it is
1: apparent that in both these films that we're talking about, I think like, they're very different movies. But we're obviously bundling them up together here and the buzz around them both did kind of feel similar, you know, the sort of negative, crazy sort of high school drama buzz around these two films. But I think what both of them have in common is the hypocrisy. Right? Yes. Marilyn Monroe was supposed to be a film about how women are mistreated in Hollywood, about Hollywood executives listen to women and have their voices heard and they're you know seen by all, watched by all, seen by none, right? You know, the tagline for the movie. And he clearly, as a director didn't give a fuck about Marilyn Monroe. No. Right? Which the whole movie was like about how Hollywood directors don't give a fuck about her. And this guy also clearly just didn't either. And whereas Don't Worry, really Darling was all about how a woman who, who, who's in a spot who, who knows something's wrong. She believes something's not right here. She doesn't know what's wrong, but she knows something's not right here. And she's trying her hardest to be heard. Have anyone listen to her that something's wrong, something's real wacky here. But she keeps putting down by all the men and also all the women around her who are siding with the men. And what happens on set with Olivia Wilde she does exactly that to Florence Pugh and just not listen to her uh, all on set and just defend the men on the set instead. It's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point you made. Uh, and it is kind of apparent that both these directors don't seem to really stand by the message they're trying to portray with these films. And I do think that's where a lot of the controversy with Olivia Wilde has obviously taken place. And I think after the movie for Blonde, you know, it's not as viral because I don't think that many people have seen Blonde or care to. But those that have, if you look at the interviews, it's kind of buzzing a little bit for Blonde with Dominic's response to the movie. He clearly doesn't care. Olivia Wilde clearly doesn't really care. Yeah, both these directors are probably the, the main issue with both the films.
1: Yeah, mind you, I like this movie a lot better. I think the directing in Don't Want Me, Darling was a lot better than the, Blonde. I will say that. And they, overall, I, I liked Smart a lot. Uh I don't like a lot of what I heard about Olivia Wilde on this, you know, press release for this film and all the news coming out from this film and what happened on set. But I am kind of excited for what she does next. You know, she most definitely has my attention. I didn't hate this movie. I really liked Buck Smart. Um, at least I, I do think there's potential there. Uh, the guy that made Blonde should never touch a Hollywood film again. Uh, that was an absolute.
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't really have interested in films from either of these two directors. Which one do you think out of
1: worst directing though? Which one do you think? Was 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 better directed?
0: I I don't really know. I, I I could just pick one randomly, but I think they're both pretty terrible. I don't really, directing wise. I, I think both of them are good for different reasons. I think Don't Worry, Darling, is probably better for more reasons. But I think the directing both of them are pretty bad. So I wouldn't. You know, I agree. I guess I could pick one randomly and say they're my favorite, but they're both pretty. You know, I, I didn't like either, so I'm not really gonna pick a favorite. Uh, and I really don't plan to see from either of these directors again, unless, you know, I start hearing it's good or we have to discuss one for the podcast. But yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty much out on Dominic and Wild. You know, <laughs> it's been a fun ride. I think I've seen two films from both of them. Uh You know, the train ends here for me, I think, for them. Do you think we're going to be discussing Don't Worry Darling on the 2022 ranking? Uh, I don't play on Pink no. Night. You don't think you or Haina are either?
1: Because, yeah, because obviously, quarter of the list is box office. It's not going to be top 15. No. It never would have been, even though it was a smash. It no. just would be top. Um, if you're, not, I don't think you're going to be picking it. I know I'm not going to be picking it, and if it doesn't get picked, I'm going to watch it. So no. Okay.
0: Oh, well that's the case. Are you okay if we do like a quick like few minute spoiler section? Because I do want to talk about my biggest issue with this movie being the end. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead. Okay. Because yeah, you know, we might as well save it if we were gonna talk about it. But if not, yeah, let's no, get out sure. of the way. Here. We won't
1: be. I really don't think we will.
0: No, I I I don't think you know, Hayden likes weird horror movies, so maybe he picks something like this, but No, I don't
1: think he heard so. of that a lot of people don't like this one. Yeah, he doesn't really like, care for any of the, the actors. Silicon's like thing we do either. And he didn't like Book Smart, so I don't think he's gonna bother with this. Yeah. Uh, although uh, you know.
0: I will say, I think I liked this more than Booksmart, which I think might be a crazy take. I really, really like Booksmart. Like <laughs> Everyone Booksmart. loves Booksmart, but me. Uh, I think like Booksmart's an awesome movie. I stand yeah. by that one. Although I think, also similar to Booksmart, I think this is fine. It's just messy at times. I like, you I don't know why you like Blonde more than Booksmart,
1: though, right? Uh, I think I do. I don't know. Embarrassing.
0: <laughs> but the ending here, uh, so it's, 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 it's spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen this, it's only like a week and a half old, I guess almost two and a half yeah, minutes. Yeah, just skip you know. ahead like 10 minutes. Yeah, you know, just skip ahead a few minutes here, but it's literally just like a woman's matrix, right? Like, that's literally in the movie.
1: Oh, yeah, it is.
0: Which is funny because yeah, about like 20 minutes in, I was watching this movie and I was going, huh, I'm getting real Matrix vibes from this. I
1: Is this going to okay, be like... So actually, now we're doing spoilers. I yeah. was, I think, about five minutes late. What, like, so when I walked into the theaters, it was just, Florence to like some funky sort of you know like fifty song playing and her just doing like household errand like household chores. Did I miss yeah. anything before that? Like like what what, ha- what was like the opening stuff? Like what happened at the very very beginning? Well, actually, the
0: movie just like jumps into the movie actually. So it was like commercials and then I'm not even joking to you Tristan. Like there was you know how they normally have like the music starting or like from the studio or whatever, right? Yeah. I swear they didn't do that. It showed the Water Brothers logo and then it instantly jumped into all of them doing like a party you know, similar to what they'll eventually have is that dinner party, is foreshadowed in the very first scene where it shows them with the other couple, Bunny and her husband. They're the other couple instead of Chris Pine and his wife. Uh, it's them and then the, the, the regular crew there. And they're doing a dinner party and some games and stuff. And that's pretty much it. And then it kind of cuts to her kissing him goodbye, like the start of every morning, and then she does the chores. So you, I, you didn't miss a whole lot. I walked lot. in
1: at the chores in the morning so after her kissing him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you, you missed the first segment of... First I figured all
1: I missed so. was them, like them establishing a like, normal daily routine before they showed their routine happening over and over again, but slightly weirder things going on. I assumed I just missed the regular daily routine. Yeah,
0: yeah you missed a party at the beginning. Uh, it wasn't anything too crazy. But they literally jumped into it, because when it showed the Waterbows logo, then it s- jumped straight into the party scene. I was like, wait, is this like a commercial with Florence Pugh before her actual movie? And then, about like five minutes in, I was like, oh, no, 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 this is the actual movie. Oh, like, I swear, there's like, it just jumped into it. It was so weird. It felt like a trailer, but, you know, aside from that, it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh, Yeah, you didn't miss much. But go back to what you're saying about a uh, female Matrix. Yeah. So, like, 20 minutes in, I was thinking, is, wait, is this going to be like, I'm getting like weird Matrix vibes. Not like it reminded me of the Matrix, but more like I was watching this going, it feels like I, that's just she's just in like some virtual game or something like or like some kind of like she's got this headset on and she's like tapped in and she's not in reality uh and then sh- and then i kind of just like there's no way it's that there's gotta be like something way crazier but no that that ended up being the twist that it was kind of just a female matrix where the men get them stuck in which makes it way crazier that like the guys have to like program them yes into i didn't the see
1: the plot twist comment, but i thought that was a pretty i thought that was a pretty top i thought it was
0: to be fair, I, I didn't hate it. I think they needed to show a bit more of the real world to explain that because they kinda just showed it for a few minutes and then went back to the alternate reality. Cause they need to explain this more to me. Like why the hell are guys wanting to do this? Why the hell are guys like, Man, these girls, they have as much equality as us. She, what, my my wife
1: my my girlfriend has a job? Get uh, the fuck Okay. Out of here. I think I see why you don't Okay. I know where you're coming from now. Yeah, I think why I didn't see, have such an issue with that then. I know what you mean. They don't show too much of the real world. Like, why Why was Harry Styles' character wanted to Yeah, I kind of want to know right? what the fuck is going on in this guy's mind. Like, <laughs> how much do you know about, like, incel culture and stuff? Uh,
0: well, yeah, he's definitely kind of an incel. I know a little bit of it.
1: No, like, because like, one of the other quotes that I heard, I wasn't going to talk about the, too, too big into this kind of stuff, Um, from Olivia Wilde. She said that she based Chris Pine's character on Jordan Peterson. You know who Jordan Peterson is? No, I don't. I don't know who that is. Okay, she also called him king of the insults, which he basically, he's just some, um, like, want, you know, a big, you know, in space, he's the leader of the insult community. Like, just some, some dickhead who thinks that, uh, you know, women should be the housewife and, and all that kind of stuff. And so the podcast that he was listening to, Harry Styles' character was listening to in the real world, was sort of a spoof on, like, an, uh, sort of like an InfoWars or a, um, you know, Jordan Peterson's podcast. They like kind of have a very... A very as like 1950s view on women, right? They should be housewives, good Christian family, nuclear family. Um, men are the breadwinner. Men are the ones in charge, men make the decisions, those kind of things. And so the reason why Harry Styles was doing this is Harry Styles in the, in the film. He was an incel. He, he, he was someone with, you know, real regressive beliefs on women and, 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 you know, general, you know, real good Christian values, that kind of stuff. They, they, they believe. Incel stands for involuntary celibate, for those who don't know. It's, it's men who... who who believe that the reason they can't get laid is because of feminism's bad, and feminism gives women choice. Which feminism doesn't give women choice. Women had choice. Feminism just a movement for them to have that choice. And so that's, that's why Harry Styles was doing it. Maybe that's why I connected with that a lot faster. I understand a lot more people like that, you know, that kind of mindset. So I immediately got it. I wasn't confused on why he was doing it or anything that I immediately understood.
0: Yeah. The real-life footage is just... She comes home from being a nurse, and he's like, "Do you want to have sex?" And she's like, "I just worked thirty hours. I want to go to bed." He's like, "Fuck, maybe if she didn't work thirty hours, she'd fuck me." So we you like- see, that's the
1: mindset, right? If if women weren't working, it
0: would- <laughs> it's just it's crazy yeah. to me. I thought that entire twist of oh, he throws her into this sleep chamber, and like, does he feed the like? There's just so many questions I do have of it, right? Like, the Matrix answers it all. This one does not. Like, how does she eat when she's stuck in this chamber? Like, would not she die in a few days when she's sleeping Or this? is the
1: food well if they die in the virtual world, by the So the food they eat in the virtual week, yeah. Does the food they eat in the virtual world fuel them in the real world? Hmm.
0: Interesting. I don't know how that would work, but I guess if you die in the world, I guess if you eat their like I don't know, but then if you so pee they, in the world, do you pee I, in the real world? Like is, I don't know. There's so many questions I have, and I here's
1: have. here's another question I have. Um, so when we saw like the, the real world segment, right, the flash yes. to the real world, and it was her going to work, her getting back from work, you know, him complaining about her, you know, <laughs> yeah. not making dinner, how he had to make dinner, that kind of stuff. Was that like a flashback before they ever went into the uh, the victory simulator thing? Yes. or is that? when she got out for a bit, and before he put her back in.
0: I thought that was what happened
1: before. Me too. That's yeah. how I, when I was watching it, and even after that, but then there was that bit when like, he had to reboot her, right, before she was allowed to back into the thing. So what happened in that period of time? And then she just not actually wake up. She was still sleeping in the Yeah, I believe she thing. was still
0: sleeping. Uh, they were just rebooting her in the virtual world. But in that, yeah, brief, so that's
1: what I gather yeah. too. That's but in that's what that brief what I second
0: of them transitioning was when she was able to look into the real world and see what happened. So I think that's what helped piece it all together for her. But yeah, I, 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 she was definitely still in the in the virtual world. God, that's what I thought so too. Yeah, uh, and then uh, you know, I think the last I would say ten minutes are borderline terrible like i would say like the twist is good i like the twist but when it becomes like this chase scene first of all like bunny secretly knew the whole time but didn't tell her which really goes against this whole female empowerment that this movie's kind of going for when uh, one of the females is literally trying to sabotage all the other girls like she's in on it like
1: fuck all these women who are being tortured yeah, that's the worst though only because there are lots of women who who are on the other side right who who, who do yes. support like dnsl community like you know, there are lots of, say, pro-life women who don't believe in pro-choice, that kind of stuff. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that was, like, the worst case scenario. I actually thought that was kind of a fun plot. Of it. And I picked up on that earlier. I knew earlier that she was in on what was ever on. on. Kind of knew she was in on it as well,
0: but they kind of just threw it out like she's like, oh, yeah, I'm secretly in on it. And then she rides out of the door anyways. Like, they didn't have, like, a second to maybe kind of explain more of her, like, you know, they kind of explained it. She wants to have, like, fake daughters in the virtual world, which really felt like a terrible reason. Like, I don't know. Just have another well, I'm
1: guessing, child I home. just picked up, like, I'm assuming
0: she couldn't have kids. Well, you know, I think there's better ways, like, adoption, or maybe let, you can still let the other girls know if that's your reason, I don't know, I, I it felt very flimsy, if they maybe gave more of a backstory No, if she let
1: buddy. the other woman know, though, she would've been kicked out, I killed. Why? If she told the other woman what was going on?
0: Yeah, she could've, like, pulled Florence Pew aside and told her, wouldn't say, oh, but he told me, right? I guess her fear is they, like, maybe rat her out. I, I don't know. Seemed like a weird reason to let these people get tortured. But I also wanted them to go all in, Tristan. Am I a little psychotic? If they're going to make Harry Styles, like, an incel and this, like, terrible human being, at, at that point when they reveal that twist, which is a good twist, Tristan, at that point, Harry Styles is the bad guy in my mind. He, he, he is a terrible person for what he's doing. Why don't they go all in? Why is he like a boyfriend that's upset that she's working 30 hours a week? Why isn't he like her neighbor and he secretly has always wanted to be with her? Like, that makes more sense to me than someone that's like, oh, wow, my girlfriend works too much. Like, that... I agree. That that doesn't jump the... Yeah, like, that actually seems less logical to me that somebody would be like, oh, wow, I actually have this beautiful girlfriend that has her own personality. Let me... The real thing that doesn't make make sense,
1: though, is one, the incel had a girl or wife. They're together. I don't know what their marital status was. Not only that, though, she was hot and a medical doctor. She was wealthy and attractive. None of this Yeah. Was, how could he land her? That doesn't make any sense. It
0: really doesn't make sense to me. So if she was like the neighbor or like she just broke yeah, up with like them. was a
1: neighbor or a co worker? Yeah. Right? What if he like was a janitor at the hospital? He had yeah. Like that would make sense. That
0: makes way more sense to me.
1: He was like an incel and it, you know, like that. That would make way more sense.
0: Yeah. I think they want to go a little safe, right? They didn't want the Harry Styles fans to be pissed that he's, like, a terrible person.
1: I think that's part of it. I also think because Olivia Wilde was dating Harry Styles, I think <laughs> she didn't want him to be, like, a super douche, but That's actually an incredible better. point, Tristan. That's
0: better. a really... I wonder if he was supposed to be, like, the janitor at the hospital, or, like, her neighbor. I wonder if that well, was even, the initial he
1: plan. of an evil villain. Like, even if they are they dating the real world, but he was, like, a real manipulator. He's, like, a real douchebag. Yeah, like not, like, a no redeeming qualities once we find out of the right? Yes. That would make way more
0: sense. Yeah, that would make more sense to me because from the base of the story that I have right now, when they reveal that twist, I just went, wait, he's dating this woman? Why the fuck would he do this? This makes, like, that, it made no sense to me. They could have made him more evil it and it would have made the twist dating, better.
1: why would he do this? Because clearly the relationship wasn't the way he did, right? right? He had a cook dinner because he worked so long. Yeah. He wanted to have sex when he wants to have sex. Wants, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, the relationship was sucked. It kind of gets like he, the super psychotic, that would do something like this. Uh, but, like, why then after, once she figured out he goes, I still love you, I'm still want to be pretending to still be on her side of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's obviously the bad guy. He is yeah. The
0: villain. They shouldn't lean more into he's the villain of the movie. It would have made the film been, it been way his better. Hero
1: role. It should have been his heel turn. And it could have been awesome and epic. It would have been and so he, good. It, it would have really been
0: really good. Really good. Like, honestly, I think the last half is a total, uh, sorry, the, like, the last third is a total miss for me. But then the last 10 minutes, when she runs out, it is like a car chase scene. It goes from like really fun thriller to just like a dumb, campy movie. Like, it's not fun for me anymore. Cause the last 10 minutes is like them, they, they're like reaching out of the car trying to grab her. What are you gonna, she's in a fucking That's what vehicle. I was thinking. Like,
1: when they were chasing like, her, yeah. what are they planning
0: on? What's their plan? Like, they're like, what happens if you grab her? She's literally driving a vehicle. Like, you're going to yeah. get pulled out of your vehicle like what what are you talking about this is a horrible idea it doesn't make like the last 10 minutes is like it, it's really rough i don't know if they just forgot how to make the ending of the movie but then she or like runs up felt in an, an
1: action scene
0: i guess yeah maybe they thought there's not enough action in this film but i really hate I it
1: when when it feels like movies at the very end goes well we have to close out with an
0: action. yeah
1: cuz you can't close a movie with with anything but yeah. an action yeah yeah, yeah is, the car really cheese. <laughs>
0: it's a real brutal. It's, I, I don't know. Like the last 20 minutes, I was getting really checked out. But for the most part, besides that, I thought it was a really fun time. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. What no, they were I
1: thought it was great. I thought it was way better than Fun. Fun
0: one. Yeah, I guess. I, I like them both pretty equally, where I think overall it's flawed, but there's stuff I
1: like from each of them. It's good. Uh, You know. I most definitely saw everything. Like when, like the one a market woman was on the, roof. I'm like, she's gonna cut her throat and fall off the back. Sure enough, yeah. cuts her throat, falls off back. I'm like, I 100 knew it. Like, like, yeah. like, like, right when the scene starts, I know how it's gonna end a lot of the time. Um, but I didn't see the plot was coming. Uh, apparently, you did that one.
0: Yeah. And to be fair, I kind of saw it coming. I, I really didn't see it in that. I thought they were because they kept calling it an experiment, which is kind of what I always thought the Matrix was like the Matrix experiment. So I, when they were calling it the experiment, I thought, okay. I feel like the girls are in some kind of, like, they they agreed to do this test, and now they're, like, in this chamber, similar to the Matrix. I did not realize the guys were connected to each girl individually. I thought maybe the guys are like, oh, yeah, I'm living, like, the best life. Like, they are kind of in a different experiment that that isn't interconnected. So I was definitely off on what I thought was going on. Uh, But, yeah, I definitely thought that this was... Uh, people in the real world going back to the 50s and, like, a fake world. I kind of picked up on that. I liked the twist. I kind of agree with you. Most of the movie wasn't too shocking. And even the twist, it was more like, okay, this is cool. Like, it's fine, I guess. I
1: thought it all worked pretty well. I like this. I thought it
0: yeah no i I had a good time with it uh i I wouldn't recommend either movie to anybody really i I don't don't think either are recommendable but
1: i like they're both but at least this one has a plot (laughs) twist.
0: i guess that's true uh yeah you can't argue with that there's definitely a plot and a twist in it so yeah like to be fair i think i like blonde more i would recommend don't worry darling to anybody before blonde like there's nobody that would want to sit down for two hours 45 minutes Unless you like actually read up a lot of Marilyn Monroe,
1: but even then, you was sit down for two hours 45 and forty five minutes, greatly disappointed because yeah. everything you just read didn't happen. On-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the director didn't read up on Marilyn Monroe. So, so what the fuck do I know? Maybe the less you know about Marilyn Monroe, the better the movie is. Maybe we know too much of her. Tristan. the
1: less you know about Marilyn Monroe, and the less you like women, the better the movie. Is. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. If you don't like women, honestly, Tristan, both these movies honestly, are may be a double feature. Yeah. It's a good double feature if you you hate women. women.
1: You might, like, it might be, it
0: might. Yeah. Don't worry, Darling and Blonde might be the best double feature for the incels out there.
1: That was a double feature I had. (laughs) Five hours of my life, I'll never.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's everything on my end. Anything else you want to say about these two movies, Trist?
1: Um, No. They're both disappointing to me, for sure. Blonde being the biggest point, then don't worry, Darling. I would like to say, I think Florence Pugh and Ana de Armas uh, both did incredible. Uh, they, 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 both their stock in my mind went up, uh, unlike everyone else in, in these Yeah. Yeah, honestly,
0: Florence Pugh was good at it. I don't know. I think it might be her worst performance for Florence Pugh. Like, she's still she that good.
1: great. I thought she did. I thought she did.
0: I, I thought she was good, but I felt like... Every other film I've seen her in, she blew me out of the water. I feel like this one, I thought, okay, yeah, this is Florence Pugh being Florence Pugh. Maybe it's because I had higher expectations going in, just because it is P. I don't know. There are some scenes
1: in this movie I thought, she- yeah, no, no, she was good. She was definitely.
0: Like, so that dinner of the scene, movie. I thought that dinner scene was awesome. Same with the yeah. scene with the doc. Those
1: two scenes, those were really, those are the two. scenes. Really yes,
0: really cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. The dinner scene's good. I also love when she takes the head of the table for Harry Styles. Like that was fun. Yes. That that was the best moment of the movie, I think, of her taking. I don't know why I thought that was so fucking cool.
1: I like that a lot.
0: All right. Well, that's everything on my end, guys. See ya.